from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The ACC has been wildly disrespected by the college football playoff. The committee members, the rankers, and it's time I come to their defense. I come to our defense in ACC country. Plant the flag. Got to do it. (laughs) By the way, I don't know if everybody heard that. Dennis planted his fist on the table in defiance. Plant the flag. I like it. Uh, The committee released their first college football playoff rankings of the year, and one conference is not being treated the same as the other conferences. One conference is not being given the respect despite the numbers saying they should, despite the narrative saying they should, despite the storyline saying they should. The committee put Ohio State at number one over Georgia and Michigan at two and three. Florida State at number two. Florida State's being disrespected, and they're being blamed for the ACC not being, uh, from a narrative perspective, as good as the other conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let me let me let me let me dive in. Okay, let's let's have fun with this one because you may say, well, of course the ACC is being being seen as as worse. They only have two teams in the top twenty five of the rankings. Well, that's interesting. You would bring that up because there are only four teams in the country that are not in the college football playoff top twenty five, yet have only two losses, and they're in the Power Five. So there's only four. Power five teams in the country with just two losses that aren't in the top 25 of these rankings. The four teams are Rutgers, who from the eye test objectively stinks. Iowa, who just announced they're they're going to move on from their offensive coordinator, who happens to be the head coach's son. So things are going well there. Then North Carolina and Miami. Then North Carolina and Miami. Two teams who have their problems. They have their flaws. Don't get me wrong. Bad losses. Absolutely. I've been very tough on North Carolina the past two days. Uh, I've been very tough on Miami over the last two weeks. Like, we we can have those conversations, but you can find reasons to be upset with every two-loss team. They have two losses. Why are only the ACC's two-loss teams being so uh, negatively thought of? And then because the ACC is seen as this lesser, uh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you keep out the ACC's two lost teams from the top 25, then you say, oh, the ACC isn't as good. They only have two teams in the top 25. Then you look at Florida State and go, well, of course they have to be below Georgia and Michigan. Why? Because they play in the bad ACC. Why do we think they play in the bad ACC? Because they have only two ranked teams. Why do they only have two ranked teams? Because you just chose not to put the two two lost teams in the top 25. It was a choice. And then you look at the reasons that Ohio State jumped over Georgia and Michigan. Ohio State is number one. Georgia and Michigan are number two and number three. Why is Ohio State the best out of the bunch? Here's Boo Corrigan, NC State's athletic director, who's a part of the committee. The win over Penn State, you know, the win at Nerdane, the win at Wisconsin, you know, a top five defense. Looking at who they are, what they've done this year, Georgia with the big win over Florida, 
the, the win over Kentucky, you know, when, when you're weighing these things out, and, and you know this, I mean, everything's thin. You, you know, it's, it's, it's not wide gaps that we're talking about and that we're looking at. So, you know, at the end of it, the 13 uh, members of the committee came up with Ohio State one based on, you know, kind of the resume to date and the way they play and what they've been able to accomplish this year. Georgia, really, really good team. But we, we put Ohio State one and Georgia two. I like that logic. I like the logic of putting Ohio State above Georgia and Michigan. I like looking at their wins and saying you've beaten better teams so you get to be number one, even if you haven't looked as dominant. Right? There are games that, that Ohio State has won that came down to the wire. They didn't blow teams out, but they've won all of their games and their strength of schedule, the opponents they've played, has been more, more impressive. Well, guess what? Florida State has better wins. Florida State has more impressive wins than Georgia and Michigan. I don't know why that same logic only applies to Ohio State and not Florida State other than nobody likes the ACC. Why doesn't the same logic apply to Florida State? Florida State has a win over number 14 LSU by 21 points. Talk about the way they play. The way they play destroyed a top 15 team in the country. The SP plus, right, the, the, the ranking, the statistical rankings that matter, have top 30 rankings for both Duke and Clemson. Florida State beat them both. This is a legitimate gripe. And, and by the way, you could not, be, like, you could not find a more – you may say, like, oh, you're an ACC fan, so you're just defending the ACC. Let me be clear on something. All offseason, I was called a hater of Florida State. We've got the YouTube comments and the Twitter comments to prove it. Florida State fans don't like me. That's true. They don't. So I'm sitting here saying Florida State deserves to be number two in the college football playoff rankings. I think I carry a little bit of, of, of objectivity there. Why doesn't the same logic that applied to Ohio State apply to Florida State other than the Big Ten just inherently gets the benefit of every doubt while the ACC inherently doesn't? And this isn't like a reputation going back years and years thing. The college football playoff ranking is a ranking of this year. If it, was a, if it went back years and years and years, guess what? Georgia's over Ohio State because Georgia hasn't lost a game in a long time. Georgia is the two-time defending national champion. So if you're saying like it's a reputation, it's a history thing, then Georgia's number one. By putting Ohio State over Georgia and Michigan, what you are saying is undefeated's the most important part, and then you look at who you beat is the second most important part. Unless you're an ACC team. I guess that's it, right? So the most important part is undefeated. The second most important part, are you not in the ACC? The third most important part is who did you play? And that's messed up. And and that in like that's not the ACC's fault, by the way. No, it's not. How the college football playoff looks at you and just artificially and, and very subjectively says you're not worthy, that is not the ACC's fault. But guess who's going to blame the ACC? Florida State, Clemson, UNC, all the schools that are voting against expansion and voting against making it as strong as possible for the future because they might want to leave one day, they're looking at it and saying, 
hey, if we did exactly what we're doing, if Florida State did exactly what they're doing and they happen to do it in another conference, they're the number one team in the country. But because they did it in the ACC, they're the number four team in the country. And without a super difficult schedule the rest of the way, they might get jumped if an Oregon or a Washington remain undefeated from this point forward. Now you're outside the college football playoff despite doing everything you should have done, and you should have been the number two team when the first rankings came out. By the way, I'm fine with putting them behind Ohio State because I like Ohio State's wins better. Penn State, Notre Dame, those are real. They are real, even though Penn State really hasn't played anybody other than Ohio State this whole season. Again, subjective. Like, like I'm cool with that because they have some some bona fides. Yeah. Look at it. I challenge you to go look at Georgia and Michigan's schedule thus far. They will be tested, but they haven't been yet. Not yet. Not yet. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cons, cons, confidence, and concerns. We go through the four teams from the state of North Carolina in the ACC. We're looking at football at the moment, and uh, and we talk about what we're confident in with each team and what we're concerned about with each team. As always, when you get the option, good news, bad news, which do you want first? We want the bad news. So yeah. starting with North Carolina, ah. the University of North Carolina, what's your concern, Dennis? Defense, simple as that. Defense for back-to-back weeks could not hold on to a fourth-quarter lead. The offense did plenty. Mm-hmm. You gave up 46 to Georgia Tech. We gave up over 30-plus at home to Virginia. We're going to be similar. Okay. I have a feeling. I mean, this one is obvious. I wrote more words to say the same thing. Okay. Instead of defense, I wrote the defense's ability to stop anybody. Okay. Because, like, coming after a game, you want something to be happy about. Right? Oh, we stopped the run. Right, even if we got gashed through the air, right? our run, we stopped the run. Or oh, look at this, we 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 got a couple turnovers. We we got we we, we I don't know, stopped them in the red zone. We yeah. forced field goals. Yeah. We, you, you want something? There really wasn't much to hang your hat on against Georgia Tech. We running backs ran the ball, quarterbacks ran the ball. They passed the ball. They scored early. They scored late. <laughs> it's like it turned into green eggs and ham, right? They scored on with a fox. They scored in a box. They scored near and far. They scored in their car. They scored on all of them. So their defense's ability to stop pretty much. It's not good when I have to quote Dr. Seuss. No, to, to, it's not good. It's not. When I am, if I'm start talking about the Lorax or the cat in the hat, it's not good for your defense. It's just not. Just know that. What are you confident in? I'm confident that this offense can beat you in multiple ways because we've seen like that. Drake may only had to go 17 to 25. And I say only a 17 to 25 still put up 310 yards and a couple touchdowns, but they also ran for what? 300 camera exactly off the top of my head. They ran for a lot. They could beat yep. you on the ground. And obviously Drake may can beat you through the air as well. The fact that they can score multiple ways, they still put up what 40 points against app state and didn't have a passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. So they could beat you in multiple ways. That, that is something I mean, offense has done their part 
They're 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 Simple rushing. Their rushing total is like a good fishing story. Yeah. Because they they ran for 267 yards. There it is, 267. And, and right after the game, Drake May was talking to the media. He said, "What we ran for 270 something yards." And I went, "All right, you're rounding up a little bit. It's 267." A couple days later, you're like, "What they run for? 300 yards?" Yeah. It's like a good fishing story, right? I yeah. caught a bass. It was it was a foot long. Couple years later, this thing was three feet. Couple years later, it was it was a barracuda. I caught a tuna. Yeah, <laughs> and a, a couple lake. years later, this thing was a whale. I'm telling you, caught a human. You, it's, it's it just this, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Couple years from now, they'll be going. They lost to Georgia Tech. Ran for 900 yards. Crazy. Uh, my confidence is is probably even more simple than that. Uh, Drake May. There you go. Drake May. The team is How off. Much more to say. The, the team is. Off back-to-back really bad losses, Dane Brugler of the Athletic just moved him up to number one on his big board in the NFL oh. for the NFL NFL draft. We'll <laughs> talk about it later on, but you realize how good you have to be playing to go lose to UVA, lose to Georgia Tech, and somehow boost your individual standing. I'm confident Drake May is going to be all right. Confident Drake May is going to be just fine for himself and for North Carolina for the rest of the season. Uh, Duke, let's go to Duke. Confidence and concerns. Uh, I'll start with concerns. Okay. My concern for UNC was the defense's ability to stop anybody. My concern for Duke is the offense's ability to score on anybody. The, yes. The, it's whether you have a hobbled Riley Leonard or Henry Beelan, the offense has not been wildly impressive. Even in N- the NC State game, which they won going away, mm-hmm. it was essentially two big plays. They had the stutter and go, pass reception. They had the 80-plus yard run. Now, I know you can't just take away big plays, but you want something more consistent. And if you're not getting those big plays, it's going to be really tough. Uh, And then, of course, they were shut out against Louisville. I I think the offense is regressing due to injury, regressing due to um, they've simplified things and, and made it kind of easier for defenses to keep up. I'm concerned with the offense. My concern is that things can go off the rails real quickly. Explain. For the simple fact that Riley Leonard is playing hurt. And Beelan, when he stepped in, I know he might have a lot of promise and stuff for the future, but he's not ready yet. Therefore, the offense can't keep up with what the defense is producing. And that's when you start compiling losses because you're trying to do too much, mm-hmm. maybe on defense, maybe special teams is trying to do too much to compensate for the lack of offense. And that's when things, when you try to do too much, that's when things really start to go awry. We're doing confidence and concerns for the ACC football programs from the state of North Carolina. For Duke, confidence, I'll go simple with it. Mike Elko. Okay. I've been really impressed with what what he's done, and I know his degree of difficulty is going up. Mm -hmm. But I still, like, you know, I'm going back to what I said yesterday. Duke was playing a top 15 team in the country, and they were upset they didn't win. They were ahead against Florida State and upset they didn't hold on, meaning the fans. The apathy is what is is in their past, recent past, when it comes to playing against a top four team in the country. Just the expectations have been been raised. Their defense is still schemed up very, very well. I'm, I'm impressed by what Mike Elko has done. Confidence for me, defense. Defense is always going to keep that team in games. I'm, that's the only thing you can ask for, like for your Mike Elko or any coach. You just want a chance. That's it. The next school I think is going to be interesting. Wake Forest. Mm. Wake Forest. I think there's a. You have to look in in kind of different areas for this one. I think you have to be creative. Okay. Um, my concern. Okay. The schedule of defenses they're about to face. Oh, okay. Because their offense has been struggling. Mm-hmm. 
their quarterbacks have been struggling. They just came off a very difficult game against Florida State where they, they did not look great. Their next three defenses are Duke, whose defense we just talked about, NC State, whose defense we likely will talk about. Pretty good. And Notre Dame. Good defense. <laughs> that's three. That's their, that's their like, hey, you're struggling? Well, uh, only gets tougher from here, bud. Pat them on the back and send them on their way. Th- that is going to be very tough for an offense that needs to get some things breaking in their favor. And Duke, NC State, and Notre Dame are kind of three of the best in the ACC at just not giving the offense anything that's not earned. Right, you're not going to get any freebies. You're not going to get any. Uh, oh, look at this! You lucked into a drive. They're going to make you earn absolutely everything you get, and that's going to be tough for Wake Forest. My concern for them is that they're going to check out. Kind of along the same lines, yeah, right? That they're that this team could easily check point? out. It's like you know what? We might get the six losses real fast. We might just you know what? I'm ready. I'm just ready to be done. I don't want a bowl game because I just want to go home. Which leads me to my confidence. I think my confidence in this Wake Forest program is their fight. Yeah. They could check out. I don't think they will. I think their 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 confidence, what Dave Clawson has built, right? I mean, I know it's a different situation, but Mitch Griffiths before this, this year had three years left, was stepping into an offense that everybody thought was going to be better. Mm-hmm. And talk about the portal. He said, I'm not going anywhere. He said, I'm going to be at Wake Forest for as long as I can. And and I think there is a belief in that in that place that nobody's there for the short term, everybody's there for the long term, and they're going to be working hard to, to fix it. Uh, I just think that program has has buy in from their players, yeah. And and the fight is one of the few things I'm con- I'm not confident that the fight is going to you know show proper results. I'm just confident they're going to be out there fighting. That's not to say they won't get knocked out a few times, but they'll be fighting. I my, my that's why my confidence actually does lie. This is again I, I might be maybe a little hypocritical or contradicting myself, is the fact that the culture that Dave Clawson has established there mm. probably won't allow that. But young guys are young guys. Young people are just young. It's easy to happen because yep. you haven't dealt with this before. Until you've dealt with it, you don't know how you're actually going to In the great it. words of Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Lastly, let's jump to NC State. The NC State Wolfpack, what is your concern, Dennis? If Peyton Wilson is injured and can't play, he, they, that they changes everything. They are expecting they him back. They are expecting him back, but we his injury history since he's gotten yep. to NC, even before he got to NC State, it's pretty it's a pretty long list of injuries. Uh, so, yeah, if he can't play or is limited in some way, shape, or form, or maybe gets re-injured this weekend, that's my concern. I'm going to give my confidence before my concern because okay. I'm learning something about, about me and Dennis. Okay. Uh, I think I am more inherently optimistic about injuries. Because my okay. confidence is Peyton Wilson. It, it like it, Oh, that's my confidence, too. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but going back to the preseason, right, like we had things where our concerns and our confidence were the same, just different phrase. We talked about the Panthers, where your concern was the health of the secondary. Mm-hmm. My confidence was the talent of the secondary. Uh, At least you, the starting group, yeah. Yeah, what, what, which included J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson and Von Bell and Xavier Woods, and they've all missed time. So turns out your concern – came to more fruition than yeah. my confidence. But I like I didn't even think about putting the health of Peyton Wilson as a concern. Granted it is. I mean injuries to everybody could be a concern. 
I, I just when that guy plays, it's I'm so much more confident in the the defense. Oh, me too. And and he, you know, even with the he missed a big chunk of this past game with an injury, he still had a pick six and uh, what eight tackles and a couple TFLs. Like he yeah. he stat stat sheet stuffs. No matter what. I think it's the only game this season he did not lead the team in tackles. And that's because he played basically half of it. Exactly. Uh, my concern for the team, going back to my concern, uh, the offense's ability to play from behind if necessary. Yeah. They, they, I think they're, as long as the defense is doing what the defense has done, which is keep them within a game, keep them within arm's reach of their opponent, they're, they're getting more comfortable just kind of hanging around until they can cut – Casey Concepcion loose for a big play. They can just be patient and wait. And then, oh, Casey, there you go. If they get down 10, which is within the – like you're playing Tyler Van Dyke in Miami this week or, you know, in the future against Carolina. If if, if you get down 14, I'm not sure this offense has the, the next gear to just kind of go and try to catch up. And, and that is a concern because you're not going to play every game every, you know, just – getting ahead seven nothing and off to the races it's it's just not going to happen <laughs> quite frankly your offense isn't good enough to have that happen so i'm concerned if they ever have to play from behind I'm not sure i'm not sure they can make up the gap now i know we went a weird order on that one yo your, your confidence was peyton, wilson, peyton wilson for the same reason he was mine yeah without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.